0: do you have um a dating profile uh like a Hinge or no, a tinder or anything like no, that
1: no why no. Yeah. there's a social floor century dating app <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no swiping that, just
0: that that turning SCT. Yeah. swipe sct oh no no codes of content bursting in the flames
2: beginning of the end of the Seattle scene.
3: Next man and the next band that are arriving. Because I think perhaps in all the history of jazz, there's never been, been anyone who has brought such excitement to music, such complete free-willing improvisation. In fact, I think definitely...
0: i how you doing, Jazz Babies. You're listening to the Jazz Babies Podcast. I'm your co-host Chris. He, him, a.k.a. Son of Duke, a.k.a. DJ Sugar Push, a.k.a. Doobie That Way. To my left is my co-host, Lou the St. Louis Blue. Lou, say hi to the people.
1: Hi, everybody. My pronouns are they, them, and uh, I can't make that intro any better. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: also in the room, we have in a Mel, low tone, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. He, him, <laughs> <No>. and uh <laughs> short dress gal herself, Allie Gale. She, her. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Jazz Babies podcast. I'm super curious what are your individual dance origins or like your personal bios? Like, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, and when did you start dancing?
4: Oh, me first, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm from Malaysia. So um, I arrived in America in, I don't know, maybe like 12, 13 years ago. I, I, I lose know. track now, yeah. So so Lindy Hop actually like represents kind of a major way for me in connecting to this, you know, connecting to folks that I meet here. Um, I first learned that all of this dance stuff in in New York when I was in grad school at NYU, and that really opened up such a world of connection in terms of like socializing and connecting to American culture um, (laughs) in a very unique way. yeah. That's did you
0: a, get? Did you see uh, like a poster that said like, uh, "Hang out with Americans"? So, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I need what to did do. And why <laughs> have a swing kids? Like, yeah. They do. They do. Right? Oh. Yeah. Wait. So from twelve to third, twelve to
4: eighteen, where were you? Where were you living? In the ages, twelve to eighteen. Yeah, I was. After you, yeah. Moved I was to Malaysia. So like when I moved to America, I was. Maybe 18. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So most of my adult life was yeah, spent in, for in for the college, States. Yeah, yeah, for college and state here. And then three to four years in, I discovered swing dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, to ingratiate myself with the locals, I had to like. <laughs> present value. Oh wow. Brutal. brutal.
0: American culture (laughs) at its core. I don't know. That sounds like Malaysian culture. And then
4: (laughs) and then fast forward eight to nine years later, I'm finally uh, you know, presenting some amount (laughs) of comfort in my (laughs) leading. Um but no, yeah, you know, New York was such an interesting place to to like be exposed to those elements because jazz kind of exists kind of differently there it it never went away i feel like in a certain way um you get exposed to it with the amount of life music that exists there and it it was much more i don't know i don't know if i would be have i would have been exposed to lindy hop or jazz music in the same way if i had been living in somewhere else in america but uh you know you get exposed to it all of the culture that comes within like i'm gonna try to take a beginner lesson (laughs) and then uh shortly after you just get absorbed in like I had the that initial phase of like addiction to this culture um in New York. That's where I started auditioning for troops and things like this and saw and met Stefan <laughs> and Stephen Plummer, <laughs> all of our now Seattleites. Um and then I moved to North Carolina for a job for two, three years where I continued dancing. It's really interesting to think about how you know life experiences go hand in hand with like dance experiences and how these different scenes have punctuated my social existence <laughs> um there're different vibes in each place and so i think about them very fondly and very differently and then and now i'm in seattle <laughs> um yeah i would say yeah again it it takes a very different slant cuz like i was learning the ropes in new york and like just taking it all in. And then in North Carolina, it was this much more smaller, close-knit scene, um, much more involved, I would say, in a community because we kind of had to. Like if no one DJed, it would just not happen. And so like things just had to, people just had to do it. Um, And here, you know, I'm super grateful for being accepted by y'all. of course we accepted (laughs) y'all. No, yeah, like feeling like finding my people here oh, and like right. just finding my feet through these. I still have like initial exp- like these really clear memories of like my first Fremont stomp and it was like a switch comp and and Levi and I got third place. Oh, <laughs> and maybe that snowballed into this competition fixation that I have recently. But yeah, very different kind of existence. But so in North
0: Carolina it was like small local yeah. comps, but you weren't like competing too much?
4: It was definitely more competitive than than New York, I would say, because the yeah. Southeast also has a pretty strong competition circuit. Had, yeah. Yeah. Really. Uh, uh, a strong routine of, of events, I would say. Um, much of them, sadly, after the pandemic it, are no longer occurring, but I was also struck by how, you know, there was a strong sense of like, we're going to structure our year around certain events and like practice for certain events. Um, so the Southeast also has a lot of strong dancers that train for events. Do you know Mimi before she moved to Seattle? Yeah, I yeah, she was one of those that I you know always looked up to and like would see her win routinely at these southeastern events. Mimi, mean, I need to see the the that comp from last night because like watching her swing out yeah.
0: is, was a revelation. Yeah, I'm so glad she's here. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm excited to have her on the pod sometime in a few months because she's moved to Seattle to dance and is just taking it all in and i want to talk to them she said maybe and be like what do you think where'd you end up (laughs) what are you obsessed with yeah Yeah. cool sweet how
0: about you
2: Me. uh well i was born and raised in seattle (laughs) native seattleite increasingly rare breed (laughs) um let's see my dance story is kind of like a bad rom-com where like couple meets and they're like flirting with each other but then like something comes between them for 10 years and then (laughs) finally they get together so i uh i started dancing when i was 19 at the swing kids club at university of washington
0: wow okay
2: ben white and peter flea were my first teachers Oh, i love that for you um (laughs) yeah and so i took their intro series and i also did an intro series at century ballroom at the time and so basically i took like three months of classes and i probably danced for just a total of five months at that point um but at that stage of my life i was super focused on like academics and then my career so 10 years went by and i did zero dancing <laughs> until i had spent some time away from seattle as well and i moved back to seattle and i moved back to this apartment that was right by Century Ballroom. And so I remember like walking by Century like every day and being like, why did I stop that super cool dance that I really loved? Mm-hmm. And like within four weeks of moving back, I was taking another intro series at Century Ballroom and I haven't stopped dancing since. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was exposed to it early on. But when people ask me how long I've been dancing, I say I started right before COVID. It was basically October 2019 before COVID. That's when I really actually
1: stuck with it and.
0: Did you, were you doing other types of dancing or anything? No. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you're someone that grew really fast, too, kind of like, how do you feel your perspective of your trajectory compared to other people's or compared to yourself's expectations? (laughs) Um,
2: It was cool because I feel like dancing taught me maybe more than most other things in my life (laughs) that, you know, if you really put a lot of work into something, you can You'll see that growth, and like it'll be reflected back to you and and- re- like rewarded kind of the wrong term but but yeah, like you'll feel like rewarded and enriched by all that effort mm-hmm. um so yeah, I don't know. I felt like I was super and still am extremely enthusiastic about it. It's like one of i don't know um it's like one of like I want to say like the few hobbies that like I truly enjoy the practice of it um and so it was cool it was cool to like see all that hard work like kind of yeah. show itself in like progress but i will say like it still feels like i don't make any progress like we were just watching <laughs> videos the other day like when i when i feel bad about my dancing i just go back and i look at a video from like one year ago
1: yeah For, like, i did this earlier months. today yeah, I, I was know. looking at something from june twenty uh, twenty two, and i was like
2: Oh, yeah, Charleston's so bad. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice. Like, I'm I'm really glad I started filming my dancing, as painful as that first experience yeah. was the shattering of the illusion of, of what you thought it looked like. Um, but being able to go back and look at them, like, okay, like, still, like, the process, it's like, it's trusting in the process. I don't only really um, do
0: that for myself. I also watch other people's older videos, and Gladys. then I watch yes. them now. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, Gladys, you changed gladys's dancing yeah. has changed the the just like proportionally from time to like level up it's been insane yeah just the last six months yeah yeah have y'all noticed that oh yeah okay yeah is that yeah. something y'all noticing <laughs> i can't stop talking about <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, yeah i mean
2: across the scene you're a really great example too yeah. so are you Lydia. yeah like yeah. you guys yeah. came yeah. and sing one year in like you just had your dance first right yeah or... in may okay no, yeah. not, so, that's not just but yeah. anyway yeah like you had it in like it's like dancing for
4: a year <laughs> yeah, i find it hard to relate because i have i had taken such a long time <laughs> to grow out of the uncoordinated phase <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah definitely it's very visible i find it very compelling to see the shades of like personal style that's already there from the mm-hmm. beginning like everyone kind of has a way of moving their bodies that's like unique to them and to see that persist and shine through in different ways as they like get other stuff co- more cohesive and it all comes together and it's like oh wow yeah i could see that earlier but now it's clearer and like it's doing with your voice you know yeah something's starting to click in yeah yeah
0: um you ali mentioned uh like really enjoying practice yeah i i love practice I'm obsessed. I, mean, I love practicing <laughs> yeah. i love practicing almost more than i love social dancing
1: I you practice more there. than anyone I know. Do you I don't know. I think Ali has me beat. I'm Do you? I don't sure. know why you practice I'm probably
2: comparable.
0: Yeah, comparable. Yeah, I
2: mean, I go through different, <laughs> comparable. I go through I, different. I don't know what's right. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> Please, uh, edit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or edit whatever was right. <laughs> yes. In. So I'll right say here, both,
2: comparable, comparable.
0: And I'll just edit you saying those. I think those. it's comparable. So give it to me clean. Comparable. And then give me the other one.
2: Comparable.
3: And we'll edit that back into Maybe whatever you just okay. said. We are looking at how to pronounce this word in English, meaning able to be likened to another or similar. How do you go about pronouncing it? Comparable. You do want to stress on the first syllable, the com-syllable. Comparable. Comparable. Did you get it? Let me know in the comments. Comparable. Here are more videos on how to pronounce more words in English whose pronunciations aren't exactly always obvious. I'll see you there to learn more.
1: I you practice more than anyone I know. Do you? I don't
3: practice know. I think Ali like has God. me beat. Do
0: you? I don't know why if I have you practice. I'm probably
1: comparable.
0: About how, how often do you practice, and what do you love about it so much?
2: I don't know, I love everything. Uh, I mean, I think like the main the main driver is it's just it's just fun. It's expressive. It's when I feel kind of the most like alive in some ways. Like it feels it's a I don't know. It, it is like a, it is like a very like physical expression too, which is like you're working out <laughs> basically. Uh, you don't feel like you are. Um, it's creative. It's spontaneous. I don't know. And and you're with someone else. I think is a big part. I, I obviously solo jazz practice is super fun too um but I don't know it's just like one of those things where you're just kind of in this I find myself in this like cool creative state often with another person Mm -hmm. and and then over time when you see kind of the fruits of that labor blossom I don't know I don't know why I like it so much now that I think about (laughs) it but I just love it I love it
0: there's so much I think
2: it's the creative aspect
0: yeah yeah. because you feel I feel really safe to be creative and try different things with someone that I feel like safe and comfortable dancing with yeah um I mean I also feel that with like someone new and like completely different yeah um but yeah there's something about like yeah making progress with someone seeing the fruits of your labor and uh yeah just like having a good time
2: there's something too about it being an embodied like hobby or like art too or I feel like in general in my life, like that side doesn't get as much expression. Like I tend to be more analytical, like kind of, I forget which, which side of the brain it typically is left brain, right brain, but...
0: Say left and say right and oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, I
2: think it's, I think left brain is the analytical side, but whatever.
0: Behold the human brain, its lumpy landscape visibly split into a left and right side. This structure has inspired one of the most pervasive ideas about the brain, that the left side controls logic, and the right, creativity. And yet, this is a myth, unsupported by scientific evidence.
2: I think left brain is the analytical side, but whatever. Um, but it's, it's basically like a balance to that. And I think like there's something about my soul that like craves that. And so having an outlet for that is is something that i can't get enough of
1: currently.
0: yeah 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 that makes so much yeah. sense for some reason stefan and Gladys came into like a tap class that we had um in the beginning and they like walked right up to me and They're like if you could compete or social dance only for the rest of your dance life which oh. one would you do and i was like duh social dance yeah but in my head i'm like practice <laughs> I know,
2: I know. Oh, I love that. I but you love can practice that. for both like, all yeah of it
0: is, all of it feels like practice but like yeah i just swear right now I just like love practicing yeah so much
2: what do you think does it for you
0: it feels so validating when you're working with someone and you're like figure something out together or like you you watch how you guys were dancing in the past and then able to do it better now or like working on something before that you're vi- re- you you revisit something you worked on from before and it's so much easier to do mm-hmm. um and your partner is agreeing like yeah i feel that too and just like yeah it's hitting a lot of buttons for me
2: i mean also you're listening to jazz the whole time that's just mm-hmm. that's yeah you can't yeah. it's just you
1: can't <laughs> argue it's just with
0: that. fun yeah. yeah i don't know how to describe it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. yeah. um uh, ali i heard you don't poo what shampoo? <laughs> oh my god!
2: This How long have you had that in your pocket, Chris? I, agree.
4: I heard about this it. This Explains a lot. Rumor, <laughs> rumor is Allie Kale, Ooh, is don't this the rumor section?
0: <laughs> let's like clear the air. <laughs> or let's yeah, I don't. This I closet. don't really <laughs> yeah. shampoo
2: very often. If it gets dire I dye, right? shampoo what if it gets dire like if i if i have like a campfire or something mm-hmm. and my hair smells super smoky i will shampoo
1: but mm-hmm. typically i do not do, you, do you, <laughs> you just do you just cream rinse what do you just cream rinse or what is cream you... that?
0: milk do you use half and half to yeah.
1: wash your hair okay. <laughs> <Almond>. <laughs> <laughs> Cream rinse Only. conditioner you can call it yeah rinse. i use, I That's use another word i think that might be a midwestern thing mm-hmm.
4: Hi, my
0: name is Suki. Thank you for watching our video series, Healthy Hair. Many people believe conditioners and cream rinses are the same product, when really, they're significantly different. A cream rinse, sometimes called a finishing rinse, is a product that has a thinner consistency than a conditioner. And its main function is to work as a detangler. However, a cream rinse only coats the hair. It never penetrates or
4: rehydrates.
0: Thank you for your interest in our video series. We hope you found this information very useful.
4: I'm a fan of the cream. So what do you what do?
0: You do? You just...
2: uh, I have extremely thick, dry hair. Mm-hmm. So the best thing for me to do to it is I like have this thing that I use on my scalp that gets the oil from the scalp and puts it into my hair. <laughs> we're getting into the details like a, we're going here a scrub <laughs> or an oil it's, or like, it's a, like a brush? it's like a rubber brush oh yeah I've seen and you those use it things. on your scalp yeah. so i do that and then i'll use conditioner yeah basically my hair is always thirsty so i use conditioner yeah. i use yeah. leave-in conditioner thirsty I, yeah, thirsty
1: yeah. Thirsty. you don't want to put shampoo on it it'll dry it out if i put yeah. shampoo on it it'll dry it out and mm. it'll get way worse but and you, it works really well
0: you particularly like of all the things about yourself you love your hair the most uh <laughs>
2: I mean, I think Which there's like a, maybe some like personality values that I like. Most. <laughs> <But>
0: <laughs> well, this, was, I, a, this, yeah, was, a quote. this was a quote from the uh, Tracy Wong um, oh, yeah. sensuality class.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said to say the physical trait, a uh, physical trait that we liked about
1: ourselves. So, oh, yeah. Yes. I'd probably say my hair and that yeah. I also. I love have my a, hair. I haven't always had a good relationship with my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the kind of thing where you had to figure it out, how to take care of it, too. As soon as I figured out how to take care of my hair, I was like, I have good hair yeah that's like, great yeah i don't want to like i one day i want to get a super mask haircut and do it but i'm like i'm to cut off all this great hair yeah, <laughs> i don't that... really enjoy it what it's are great.
0: the um things that you do with hair when dancing like does your for me my hair changes over the course of a night oh yeah like i'm sweating <laughs> Oh yeah do you get the...
1: my texture changes so much throughout a night does that happen to you
2: uh i don't think the texture changes but i i will admit i have not figured out what to do with
1: my hair When when dancing, does it just soak up all the sweat for you? if It's really thirsty. Yeah, yeah, that's a great feature. Yeah, it's great. That's
2: why I just always look super polished and not (laughs) even out of breath. Um, Yeah, I haven't figured this out yet. One thing I I feel like is when I'm dancing, especially the fast tempos, I feel like if my hair is down, it just looks like chaos and it looks super wild. Yeah, you don't. Well, I want it down, but like it doesn't look good. That's which is weird hairspray but I still do it anyway because I like it <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, I'll, I'll like take it out of my eyes um, but yeah I don't really know how to do like fancy updos people have hot tips please send them my way but um, so usually I just put it in a ponytail these days but I'm figuring that out mm-hmm. I don't have like a a good polished look unlike Mel whose hair is you know, yeah it's all hairspray nice <laughs> exactly. Mel's got a
4: nice quaff. gonna try something new soon Mel do you feel like
0: yeah. oh okay well, let's tease this new thing but do you feel like when you, the sides of your hair grow, um, like we lose our power?
4: Yes. As totally. Asian men. Like, Within a week and a half, all of my powers tend to dissolve, and then I pay for a $70 haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like myself again. Yeah. It's, I think, the opposite from
0: Allie. Like, Ali, if you were to cut your hair. You'd lose, yeah, all, you your lose power. all your dance. Power.
2: Lose, it's like the, is it Samson Samson That's like the biblical. Yeah. yeah. You know, all his power comes from his hair. That's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, but if you guys don't have the fade going, all of your power ceases to exist. Yeah, it's wow, true. this is how yeah. barbers stay in business. business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. really.
0: If we don't have our vintage fits, and <laughs> I always say, like, we're, the three of us are wearing uh, polos. <laughs> uh, oh, I
2: didn't get this was planned. We <laughs> right. did actually. I just don't have any polos.
0: <laughs> We're I our, got um, yeah, we're in our melf. I'm like working hard, my hardest to be in my melfit. Yeah. Um, I'll change into some pants later. Uh, I'm any right now. Yeah, boxers. We're always recording Chris's room. Yeah, I got real pillows. intimate environment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you just like appreciate? Do you just have you always dressed this way, or is this something that came with dancing?
4: Yeah, it definitely came with dancing. um New York has kind of a, a thriving vintage scene um, and. The aesthetic certainly appeals to me in some sense Um, and I've carried over parts. A lot of it is trial and error. I feel like figuring out what looks good on you and what you want to put out to the world was also a very fun and rewarding aspect part of the dance. and so the parts that carried over so far seems to be the high-waisted pants, um, have too many polos to name, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to branch out now um, <laughs> um, to different kinds of tops. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find it quite an empowering aspect of the dance because it definitely gave some impetus to think about, you know, what to wear even in daily life as well, um, that sort of originated from dance, like. If I think about what I'm wearing while I'm dancing. I might as well think about what I'm wearing <laughs> outside of dance as well. Um, yeah, and and I sort of gravitate to certain properties of vintage clothing that are maybe more flattering to my shape. I Think the waistline, like wearing things on my natural waist. I think I figured out sort of ne- this sort of brings out more of the proportionality. And I've like I've been told shoulders are a thing too and i think (laughs) shoulders are Uh, are good yeah i don't know (laughs) i've been told i have maybe strong shoulders and so certain things bring that out more um yeah and so being thoughtful about these things as well i feel like is part of it for me as much as we might think about stuff like choreography and what brings out our strong aspects i feel like Figuring out what to wear is also super fun. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dance fashion is so important. Yeah. We've been watching some older documentaries and stuff, stuff about the Palladium and Mambo and stuff mm. like that for Evergreen Rhythm, but there's one part where, I mean, or whenever you watch a dance documentary and they're mm. talking about going out to ballrooms yes. back and that yes. they're always like getting dressed up yes. was a huge <laughs> part of it. Yeah. And we, like that culture is a little more wishy, I don't want to call it wishy-washy, it's just like, I don't know it's not necessarily vintage mm-hmm. but everybody still really cares yes. about what they wear and being comfortable and looking good yes. and getting i love getting a compliment on something yeah. new that i've pulled out for a social like yeah. that's part of yeah. it yeah
0: i wore a suit last night yeah, yeah.
1: everyone was like damn chris suits <laughs> um, like you right? leave roar we're having off yeah. on you yeah.
0: right <laughs> because i've been looking at a lot more vintage clips and pictures too and i'm just like i want to rock a suit for some reason (laughs) all of a sudden like it's like spurred within me but i don't want to rock a suit all the time because then i won't get compliments on my suit and i only have like four suits and i'm going to rotate through these suits and the dry cleaning bill is going to be insane i just don't want to i can't i can't sustain it but i think i'm going to try for it every stomp or like Maybe for like live music. That's cool. Like yeah, I always try to up. dress
1: up for live music. At least break out some good earrings or something. Yeah, like
0: show like the band some
4: respect. Yeah, you know, and like come dressed. Yeah, um, I think that I, that was pretty key. Like, it doesn't have to be vintage, but I think like it taught me how to be intentional, intentional about what I was like wearing. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. one for the edit too. Intentional. Intentional. <laughs> yeah,
0: give it to me clean.
3: We have <laughs> goodly words. Intentional. We are looking at how to pronounce this word in English designating something done on purpose. A.K.A. deliberate. How do you go about pronouncing it? Intentional. You do want to stress on the second syllable, the tenth syllable. Intentional. Intentional. Did you get it? Let me know in the comments. Intentional. Here are more videos on how to pronounce more words in English whose pronunciations aren't exactly always obvious. I'll see you there to learn more. <laughs>
0: um, I saw, I was, I was honored to uh, be in this moment, uh, standing behind you, Mal, when you, uh, when we were at Fest and we saw the list for the finals, mm-hmm. and then you saw your name on the thing. And I think in my memory, like, you took a knee
3: (laughs) you like colin kaepernick
0: like took a knee like teary-eyed like
4: in disbelief yeah i think josh was standing next to me too and he's like you made it (laughs) (laughs) Uh you made it Yeah. yeah yeah i still have kind of a huge visceral reaction every time i see that that happens um i think when people ask me if it's like some kind of false humility of whether like I really have this like impression of like, I'm not gonna make it or things like this in, in a competition. I I feel like people don't know that like, I've had like seven, eight years of like not making it in finals. And so, you know, even in New York where it, we're kind of like um, sort of insulated from, from wider Lindy Hop culture sometimes because there's thriving jazz culture in New York and people maybe don't think about competitions that much. Um, You know, I still was watching YouTube videos of of people in ILHC and things like this and idolize, you know, the the instructors and all of that. And so, you know, making it into these competitions and and getting far in them is still kind of very validating. And also, you know, to a sense, it's like, yeah. There's a state of disbelief almost every time it happens because I have this like strong strong track record of not making it for like first seven eight years in my dance, um, and yeah, for Lindyfest, Fest it was almost extra special because it was like I think it was open. It wasn't even like an amateur one, and so like I think they got rid of like the some one division, and so there was like only the open and the advance, and so everyone was kind of smooshed together in the open, and it seemed. Kind of like in the Lindy Bout vein, kind of like I don't have any expectations because we're all smooshed in this. Giant it's a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, hope it can be a bloodbath. Yeah. Sometimes it's even better to go. Yeah, up, up, Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, yeah. less people. Yeah, yeah. And that was this, the first event I think of this year that started that circuit of like Lindy Fast, Lindy Bout, ILHC. and so it was the first one. And I feel like getting far into a competition for the first time, I would say that was like kind of like the. Probably the first time I've seen that happen for myself in a major event.
0: Yeah, so you get that um, I guess no, 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 false humility. Um, I feel like Laney might have said to you, like stop downplaying your dancing because yeah, yeah. it's annoying now yeah. <laughs> at this point, you can't say yeah, you can't say da 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 yeah you know yeah i mean no i'm like, no good at dancing or stefan yeah. even said he on his episode he was like i'm still i don't think i'm
4: good
1: yeah. you're not allowed like... to say that you're <laughs> teaching everyone here yeah that's yeah. <laughs> like, not true
4: like be an asian culture <laughs> no oh, yeah. celebrating hey. success allowed <laughs> i don't know what that's like um,
0: <laughs> we are sitting t-minus or t-plus one day since your SCT uh first place strictly, uh, strictly first fin- place fucking first place finish <laughs> <laughs> That. how i got a video of you um <laughs> oh no dancing <laughs> outside of sct and we'll post it on instagram when we drop this episode of oh, no. uh, y'all practicing
4: um outside our, our outside. secrets out oh that's yeah. cute it's you're really practicing outside. just pavement dancing that's, really. yeah you know what that's like
1: when you're training for running and you wear a mask to like restrict your breathing yeah. dancing yeah. on pavement really is yeah. a lot like that yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's a reaction I think mostly to our prelims experience. In... I may have messed up the choreo <laughs> and punched Mel in the face. No, <laughs> I, I don't right. know. if It was a mess during up. the <laughs> strictly during the, <laughs> finals? Oh, on the prelims. prelims?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My
2: second time punching Mel. The other time was during ILHC. Finals. Oh, we all have
0: like a pattern yeah. of punching each other, and you know, yeah, it took Linnea's advice, so suggestion, being too violent. Yeah, no. they, told, be- they
2: told us to be more violent with our Lindy hops, so I started punching Mel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they've been throwing that note around mm. yeah. It's yeah. just going to turn into a brawl in <laughs> kinda, yeah. <laughs> Kelly also was like I want my Charleston to be more violent <laughs> and I'm like this is the third time I've heard this From a, <laughs> from a dancer yeah. At SCT we're going to get a weird rap For yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Violent, violent Lindy yeah. Um, How do you feel about it?
4: I think it was uh, At this point I feel like it's a uh, good proof of concept I know with every partnership There's always this kind of like emergent quality you never really know what gets going to come out of the, any particular partnership but having lindy Bowden and ilhc and having this sct experiences kind of proof of concept that yeah it, it may be working in some slight positive direction <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> we're building something yeah, yeah. <laughs> um this one was cool because i felt like it was the first time i was like really excited to show stuff that we've been working on mm. um we're doing a lot more like creative practice and try to come up with our own stuff mm-hmm. um and we had some stuff to show and I don't know I was pretty excited to put it out there yeah it's so all
4: Allie's creative juices you know,
2: not just me <laughs> it was it was pretty fun yeah and it's really nice to kind of build build on previous partnership and to be exploring something yeah,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. how long have y'all been partnering that's a good question. We started practicing, like, last year in December or so. Yeah, it was a pretty there. clear memory to me because I was pretty new to Seattle still and relatively new. Um, and then we sort of decided to work more in a more targeted manner for IOHC sometime in, it was early in the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was much yeah it took a the practices took a more focused turn <laughs> shortly before ILC.
2: i think like after lindy bout we did lindy bout
4: oh yeah and then we
2: made a final there <laughs> and then we were like huh maybe we have a shot at I L H C if we try that's true <laughs> yeah that was the turn of
4: events that yeah. was the original proof of concept that like yeah that that was the trip itself like lindy bout it's I had gone in there. I think we both had like zero expectations in yeah. going in and like making that featherweight final and being muttered in the same breath as like Stefan and for for me like having being in the same round as those leads was like really kind of unbelievable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, great sort of proof of concept that oh we could go somewhere with this. So maybe we should actually try. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what is that? How what changed from what changed about your practice specifically? to make it more quote-unquote focused
2: uh basically before lindy bow and really before like three weeks before ilhc we just got together once a week and social danced practiced. Mm -hmm. so we would do like the norm like let's film ourselves look at it tweak some things um but we're mostly just social dancing and then after lindy bow when we decided to try for ilhc we were like huh okay like ilhc is going to be pretty hard to make So maybe we should have like some flash or Mm -hmm. some like snazzy things that we'll kind of throw in the mix
0: Mm -hmm. Um, to get noticed during prelims, yeah, or to really Mm -hmm. stick out to stand out in prelims, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, So then we just started doing more like, okay, what do we want to create together? Like what, like what stuff do we feel like we're good at? Like what are our strengths? How do we work that into like a cool combo that could like excite people um, and inspire other people? Yes. And so then it was a lot more like prepping and working, working over the same content to make it really polished.
4: Yeah. Little chunks of phrases that are portable enough to be inserted in a moment's notice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that, that they're yeah.
1: portable. Yeah, yeah. How much yeah. of
4: um, SCT, that, uh, that comp, how much of, of that was choreographed? Because uh,
0: that- you had your entrance of the
4: first 16 eights. We had the entrance to the first sixteen eights, Which but was... then after that it was social dancing. And then we had eight eights for the second out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The eight eights were was set. Yeah. 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 That was set. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about choreographing
0: to like yeah, using choreographed pieces to a live band?
2: Conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I think ideally you can do it all socially. That'd be super cool. But there's some moves that are, like, super awesome that you just can't do socially. Or you will at least have to work out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But, like, to Mel's point, like, having little snippets. So, like, that was, like, an 8-8 chunk. But what we'd ideally do is take our favorite parts of that and then just be able to throw that in socially. So it's predominantly social dancing, but then we come into these cool patterns that are more choreographed, but because they're choreographed can be, like, Mm -hmm more risky, yeah. more mm-hmm. polished, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. bigger shapes, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a balance. I feel pretty mixed or like being able to throw choreography out the window. If like the song's hitting on things that you're not hitting, recognizing that and like yes. being able to modify that in yeah. real time. Cause that's distracting
0: too hmm yeah watching someone dance something that the music isn't saying comedic yes. anything.
1: yeah like yeah. if you've got your choreos like really energetic and you end up getting the quiet yeah. B chorus yeah. like yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we, what are you gonna do you're just gonna look weird and it's gonna be obvious that you're not dancing the music yeah if you try mm-hmm. and come in with that stuff yeah,
0: yeah if y'all got John and Gladys's chorus yeah, or because they, got, mm-hmm. they had like a quieter clarinet section mm-hmm. what what's the idea there
4: yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think oh, no. we, we, we Sorry, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. The, yeah. I think we would actually have like we were so determined to to stick to the game plan at that point. that mm-hmm. I don't think much would have changed because we had some communication issues during the prelims, and so like we we're going to like <laughs> right in the lineup. We were like, all right, we're going to stick to the plan, even if the format was one out. We're going to stick to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Zero ambiguity as possible. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is also. Um, knowing ahead of time. And we weren't sure in this case, but like, I remember Lainey was telling us ahead of IOHC that sometimes at certain events, the bands tend to play a flatter set so that there's Mm -hmm. less, you know, so that there's less sort of, um, yeah, loud musical things that that couples will feel obliged to hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Also um, fair for everybody. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big realization to me, like, oh, wow, yeah, sometimes they do play pretty flat and so you get a lot of space to sort of do that. I think my mindset is is sort of moving towards a preference for more of a hybrid approach, Mm -hmm. however that means, being adaptable in the moment. Um, Sometimes there are also like smaller movements that you can build into these larger arrangements. Um, Yeah, I think working towards having that level of familiarity and comfort with these little chunks of moves that you can imbue them with (laughs) things as the moment calls for.
2: I think, too, like, what we had prepared was definitely for, like, kind of a, a faster tempo and kind of a more, like, banger kind of song. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: ideally, one day, like, we'll get to a point where we have a bunch of cool stuff that we love throwing into, like, more of a B-section mm-hmm. feel. Um, or, you know, we'll just say, like, hey, like, let's just social dance mm-hmm. this, this this one, like, this yeah. out, because it really just feels more like that. Yeah. So getting, like taking all the things that we're working on and then getting to a point where they're so instilled that we can also be like super flexible with them.
4: Yeah, that was definitely the current constraint that we were just betting on it being sort of fast. If there was a curveball in the form of it being sort of a a slow strictly, we would have just social danced it all.
1: (laughs)
2: There's also like some value, like we're at least me, I'm still super early on in my dance and like performing journey. And so there is something to be said too about just making a call of like, hey, let's just run Let's run our combos that we worked on because I need practice performing those mm-hmm. and like under adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. And you know everything is ultimately practice and performance, but uh, just being able to to throw that and and maybe try to adapt it to the music at the time. But I I'm still working on my ability to stay calm under pressure, yeah. so that's helpful for me.
1: Yeah, like SCT com- uh, competitions that we have every month at our Fremont Stomps, like feel a lot like desensitization to yeah uh to competing and stuff yeah. did you guys put like a lot of like effort into preparing for this one or were you just like this is one just to like make sure we got it and to like work on the nerve parts
4: i would say medium effort mm. uh we definitely had it on our minds um in the recent practices leading up to it like let's just have something to show because it would be a good opportunity to sort of Practice getting out there and executing something, um, but we weren't super like stressed out about it or anything. I wouldn't say. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think we kind of tied a bow on what we had been working on. So those combos were things that we had been like kind of working on and playing around with. So We're like, okay, let's just like try to finish these in the way that we could present them. Yes. And it was a great opportunity for that. And no matter what, I'm gonna dance my hardest. So it was
4: so good. Yeah, <laughs> y'all yeah. nailed it. It was. <laughs> yeah right, i no, right. i remember now because like yeah there was a natural constraint to it because we leading up to like a week. i remember now it's all coming back to yeah, me yeah but you my, black out in my old age <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah all these practice experiences i tend to black out uh leading up to it we were actually focusing a lot on aerials right like we we're trying yeah. to get like certain aerials to feel a certain way or trying to get progress to it and then we saw that this was coming up let's switch gears to have some of these chunks prepared so we have something to show so yeah (laughs)
0: um i know that people are i know that personally ali i'm really interested in like what inspires you and your dancing and i am nora asked me to ask you like what follows do you really love watching
2: oh well (laughs) let's see it changed i mean i feel like i've binged every follows videos that has videos at some point. So I go through phases. Um I really liked and still I mean I still like all these follows, but Michaela Helston for a while. Um mm-hmm. I like Michaela I think her name is Michaela Helston. She's I think she's European think? Yeah. She's European dancer. Um she has a really cool style. Um I went on like a huge Sarah Deckard binge at one point in time. Um I mean there's like modern folks that are like out there right now that I really like um, like Irina's dancing um, right now I'm <laughs> super obsessed with uh, I actually don't know I kind of know her last name but I don't think I can pronounce it but her name's Marion she's a French dancer I think um, and also I'm gonna I can't say her last name either I can't pronounce it Elise it's like Elise Beau- Beau- Montreal Beau- yeah <laughs> she's, she's from Montreal yeah I um, really like her dancing um, so those are some of the follows that I kind of look up to. I
4: yeah. Guess.
0: Yeah. And like what inspires you? You're, you're, I find you very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're like, very funny. <laughs> like dance-wise? Or and down when down. <laughs> I watch your dancing, <laughs> I know. you have like a presence and a performance and there's a bit of comedy there too. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, just like, I was just like 10%.
2: That's one of those things where like, I feel like when I started dancing, I was like, I want to be super polished. Mm-hmm. And have like really graceful dancing. Mm-hmm. But then like when I look at my videos from like the last few years, I realize that's just not like yeah. that's not the persistent trait. The persistent <laughs> trait is spunky and like <laughs> weird mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, kinda yeah, it's just different. Um and so I'm kinda leaning into that more now. Like um the the follow I mentioned from France Marion, um, I feel like her dancing is awesome and it's super playful and it's also pretty spunky um and so that's one reason that i look up to her
0: is she movement factory on instagram uh,
2: i don't think so i follow okay, their okay. partnership on instagram it's like Sylva- sylvan and marion
0: okay okay never mind.
2: um but yeah i'm like kind of like embracing like that that's i mean that is more my personality is just kind of like <laughs> weird and spunky and yeah more
1: like athletic i guess mm-hmm. or something but mm-hmm. spunky is a dance average ad- adjective it's yeah a really good descriptor especially yeah. if you're dancing yeah. like the... mm-hmm. but i also I, feel like
0: yeah. elegant too thank you that's all so I, think my moments. I see that. <laughs> all of the stuff that you're working on i'm saying is like there but yeah. also there's like a core piece of your just personality that is mm-hmm. very present and i
2: feel like i love like taking things that like the my partner does and then taking them kind of to an extreme and like so like last night mel like wiggled his leg at one Um, point good old
4: leg wiggle yeah Yeah, and so i just like stuck my
2: whole right leg in the air and just like went to town i was like i don't know what this looks like right now but i love doing new things i've never done in spotlights (laughs) that sometimes goes terribly (laughs) but this is who i am (laughs) there was a
0: moment i was like when mel i feel like you start changing your vibe up a little bit and i don't know if you're already doing this beforehand um because i only know you in the pocket of the window that you've been living in Seattle, um, but like the first glimpse of it I got was when you pounded your chest, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it might be an alley signature. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. so yeah, your guys... chest and dancing. Wait, what?
2: That's actually a. Isn't that a Frankie? Yeah, yeah. That's
0: Is yeah. it a Frankie? like with the hand here, and yeah, like yeah, scooting yeah. off scooting like a an yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, just... all right. So you're taking that and like being more playful in that yeah, way, yeah. we you... yeah. and just say yes or no. Like were you always doing that beforehand? No. No, okay. Another moment, um, barrel turn. You're like looking up and around at your follow while you like stay still, kind of like a Mikey Pedroza thing, but you're like looking up and around. Do you know what you do? You do know what I'm talking oh, about?
4: I might have not been doing that on purpose. I'm just in awe. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: It's this like kind of the yeah. little
4: thing that you do that's like kind of fun and like playful. Like <laughs> Oh no! I mean, yeah, I'm just watching at that point. I mean, I'm mostly watching and holding Ali's hand. But <laughs> no. I need to watch this video. He has yeah. to
2: watch me so I don't punch him again. <laughs> watch like, out where's for, that arm
4: going? Watching out for these flying fists. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you guys have
0: things that um, like make a really that you think make a really good partnership? Like what? I'm sure you guys just started practicing just to see how the vibe was, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of keep going from there like what do you think makes a really good dance partnership at this point
4: for you. well like you said it was just like hanging out with folks right? and so i feel like mm-hmm. all my practice sessions are just basically exchanging gossip about the seattle scene <laughs> so that, that is there <laughs> is the gossiping section of i
1: have some friends that i try to have dance practices with and they just become gossip sessions <laughs>
4: so that really fuels me mel always uh, bruise the tea <laughs> we should practice, we practice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: um, i keep us on track <laughs> yeah. Yeah that's
1: so funny <laughs> have you you two ever had any types of conflict in your partnership and have you worked through that in any way like disagreements about anything or getting cranky during practice or something like that
4: no i don't think oh, we had like so. any major episodes i thought it was very funny like four days before i late see you and ali suggested changing up Like, our whole choreography. I don't remember this. That was a a side of her that, like, I thought was surprising because it was definitely more towards, like, the perfectionist side um, where it's like, okay, maybe this isn't good enough and we're going up in this, like, big comp and... Considering changing major pieces of it, um, I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't a conflict, but it was just kind of different in in tone. Just because there was a sense of urgency, it was like, oh, maybe we should change all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Every partnership is different. Um, I think there's a there's an element of like agreeableness and conscientiousness throughout all of these things that make it work, um, but also to to the actual sort of logistics of of making things happen, I think you know this is something that like Seattle's so good at is sort of stoking that that spirit of really going for it, and I feel like that is mm-hmm. kind of rare and I feel like in previous scenes you might find yourself being the only one who wants to like really try hard and like have a good go at something, but here there's so many people who like really want to do it. Um, there's also of course the and I, I feel really conflicted about this because you kinda need to have the resources to go to events and yeah. like and, and fly to things and, and make these plans. And so um, there's also the logistics aspect where, you know, you kind of both have to be ready to like sacrifice from the financial standpoint, the time standpoint and all that stuff to to actually like make plans to fly to places and go to events.
2: Yeah, I guess Piggy backing off of that. Yeah. I feel like one with any relationship, friendship, partnership, otherwise like emotional maturity, being able to say what you want and what you need to like give and take feedback in a way that is like honest and like, like not attached to your core person too. (laughs) Um, I think that goes a really long way. Like my favorite moments too, or it's like when Mel's like, okay, can we just like rep this Mm -hmm. like 50 times? Is that we were doing a prelim, so I can like work this out, so we can throw it in <laughs> casually, or like, like when it when the moment calls for it. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, tell me what you need. I'm here <laughs> for that. <laughs> or like, I'll ask them, be like, hey, like you know, the compression on beat seven doesn't feel like I feel like I'm faking the follow here, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and like, then we'll work on that, and um, that's really valuable because it also kind of speaks to like both people showing up and being really present in it, and like both people wanting to. Mm-hmm to like figure out what's going on and being willing to be like okay there's something here i'm doing something here you're doing and that's something about what we're both doing that's causing this either work or not work Mm -hmm. and then yeah i think like sharing goals and then sharing the intensity of those goals Mm -hmm. like sharing the
0: intensity of your goals yeah Yeah. Yeah. because it's not just
2: like oh we want to compete together and it would be cool to final it's like where's dancing as a priority in your life yeah. like are you willing to do the 9 a.m weekend practices <laughs> or like yeah, yeah. whatever it is and and if that's different for both people that can create an imbalance it's really hard mm-hmm. um often I
0: think are you guys that. practicing
4: together on the off season I think once a week
0: yeah. yeah once a week yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wait what is it on the on <laughs> <laughs> well it was
4: like leading up to IOHC we might do like you know consecutive days um yeah you know, cramming Cramming. Cramming for the exam. Would you think, do you think you'd be
0: practicing hitting this as hard or maybe just not as hard but different level intensity but still practicing if comps didn't exist? Because I Mm practice the social dance. I practice because I want better dance. I wanted to be a better dancer and to do this and because I'd watch people have a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and like look a certain way and I wanted to do that too. Um, That's why, and I I don't know if anybody like as far as like baby anyone me um starts because they want to compete
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i think competition definitely pushes me to practice harder and it pushes me in different ways to be more creative as well um to think about what do i actually want to express through my own movement or through the movement of both of us um i think if competition didn't exist but like performance did that would do the same thing i think yeah. there's something Like, Mel's talked a lot about, like, inspiring, like, getting to a place to be so cool to, like, inspire other people (laughs) with our dance to do this dance. So, like, having some sort of way of showcasing that, whether that's competition or, yeah, like a choreo or, (laughs) I don't know. But I think that's kind of, that's something that motivates me and and pushes me.
0: Yeah, I love it so much because, like, art doesn't need a reason to exist, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um... I, uh, yeah, Mel, do you feel like similar?
4: Yeah, at least some proportion of it is motivated by like exhibiting or putting out their stuff. I always kind of think of it like wearing clothes, actually, like choosing what kind of clothes to wear and what kind of moves you're putting on to an audience. And so I guess it can take various forms, um, but the visibility aspect of it is definitely some part of the motivation and, you know, having that procedural goal in front of you, a particular date definitely Mm -hmm. is very helpful in terms Mm -hmm. of just like having something to work towards.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were talking earlier about how like Seattle's like a hungry scene Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Things like competition performances—they create that hunger. They make you want to yes. do something. <laughs> like you see it happen in yeah. front of you, and yeah. you're like, "I want to make the, that yeah. those fancy so, things." Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's a great um, thing to have to push you forward, out. and it uh, has so many uh, great side effects.
1: So, what's, so next, what's next for you, you too? I like I like, see, see like what are, what are, what, are what other, other stuff's on, stuff on the horizon that, horizon that you're working for for competing
2: yeah i like to see <laughs> uh, yeah no, so i mean basically it's yeah, not to or... me yeah. no, I, yeah. so yeah. yeah. I know yeah uh
0: yeah. also hey, not it... not just comps but like yeah in your own partnership too yeah yeah and then yeah Personally. in your own
1: own dance life too mm-hmm. outside of the partnership
2: so i guess there's like maybe like a couple things one is like yeah we definitely plan to partner next year with each other and so that's cool because we can then layer on all the stuff that we already have build new stuff on it and then really start i think we both have like more of like a well-formed idea of like where we want to go with like the vibe of our mm-hmm. of our partnership mm-hmm. like adding in more playful elements yeah. like more dynamic movement mm-hmm. um i call this montage season because mm-hmm. it's the time of year where there's like not a ton of like dance events going on so i feel like this is the time where you get to like go in your practice bunker and then you mm-hmm. emerge in the spring and mm-hmm. you're like. Yes, uh so we're just working on a lot of
3: yeah. new
2: stuff mel mentioned air we're yeah. working on yeah. taking inspiration from people that you know we really like and remixing it making our own stuff
4: yeah yeah lots yeah. of stuff will naturally take a lot of time to like air like that stuff's gonna be ready whenever it's ready so it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to have a head start and and sort of work through that slowly and not feel like you have to rush through and muscle through things at the, at the last moment literally quite literally if you're like not ready to throw something it's just not yeah. gonna happen <laughs> um yeah there's always micro things to work on i'm still not happy with my one and two and <laughs> my three oh, and four and yeah. my five and six um, <laughs> <laughs> all those yeah. things, i still yeah.
2: change my connection every time all and i dance uh... yeah, it's so <laughs> uh, um,
0: can i ask you two really quick short questions yeah. yeah um why do you like that sugar push move where you like kind of it's like a kind of a hop and then Com- like opposite contra- <laughs> uh, compression. Oh, no, classic! Yeah, yeah. yeah. What What is about that Seattle move classic. that you like? You just like it?
4: Um, well, I think the I think it's very portable to reuse uh, this kind of concept in my mind. Like uh, linear stuff seems to me very, uh, you know, very tractable and and easy to to whip out in a moment. Um, in my mind, in on a stage that move also lends itself very well to be angled right in front of the audience in. And not being a swing out as well. And I think there's also an element of it where it kind of showcases, maybe poorly in some cases, <laughs> when it doesn't work out very well, a uh, more subtle form of connection. Like, it's a, a pretty complicated thing cool. to do. In a yeah. Moment as well. yeah, it's not easy.
0: Yeah. Um, when do you decide to compete with other partners? So you did it with Kelly at Camp Hollywood and you did it with Lloyd. Mm, Is that a discussion uh, that I'm happens
1: same, same, I know same they're thing. bros. <laughs> you are easy to and They are always, you know. yeah.
0: Uh, when, um, is that a discussion? Is that like a just a say, like, hey, by the way, I'm doing this comp with someone else, or like, we haven't talked about Camp Hollywood yet, and like, oh, by the way, I'm doing it with someone else.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, a growing level of um comfort in navigating these kinds of conversations, especially as all of these things are, are new, like settling into an uh, an established partnership, like a primary partnership, I think that has also been a new unchartered territory for us. Okay. Um, and so coming out of ILHC, that wasn't, uh, you know, settled in writing or in some sort of way as much as it has right now. And so there was, you know, plans from before, you know, Ellie mm-hmm. had plans from before that carried over. And right. so, um, you know, right now, you know, you get into these spots between events where you can kind of lay up plans more mm-hmm. cleanly for the future.
2: Yeah, I think ILHC kind of, like, sparked this idea of like, what if, because like, historically, we like switch up partners for every Strictly. And I think that's really cool mm-hmm. and can get you working with a lot of different people, a lot of different styles. At the same time, there's also value in trying to continue a partnership, like persistent partnership over multiple strictlys, multiple competitions to build off what you worked on and work on tricky things like air that require a lot of trust, things like that. So I think we had that idea in our head, but it wasn't like crystallized, as Mm -hmm. Mel said. Um, But now we're trying it on for size. So now we're like, okay, what if we like build up some stuff? And that doesn't mean that we're gonna do like every strictly together, but Mm -hmm. it does mean that we're gonna be kind of conscious about like what's, Let's work on things. Let's layer things on, and
0: yeah, um, now y'all have what I like to call right to refusal. So like <laughs> right you to first check, refusal. Hans right concept been making <laughs> the rounds. Yeah, yeah. Wow,
2: the, the tea in Seattle <laughs> Wait, <fast>. wait, what?
0: <laughs> this is a term that I thought I made up.
2: Oh, I've heard this term from from several people, but
0: I said it to yeah. I brought it up yeah. Uh, yeah. With Francis a long time ago. Yeah. And I was like does uh, Henry have right to first refusal to your dancing? But That's exciting that it's kind of like, yeah, a a term that comes
4: around. Cool. Working working through that concept. I think one more interesting thing to (laughs) to add to that was, um, you know, I think practice culture can get also overwhelming at times if you don't sort of optimize and economize on what we're doing. And so one of that, one of uh, our discussions was being intentional about building on this partnership so, so that we didn't have to like work with, Infinity amount of partners across the week and mm-hmm. sort of be able to like wither whittle down our schedule and, and free up some stuff for other things as well. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, Great. I think I'm not alone in, in saying like, I'm uh, super excited to see <laughs> y'all continuing to dance and even social dance and compete and all the things that are in store. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I can't wait to yeah. see
1: what Ariel's come out next at LHC. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for doing watch. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Have a good one, Jazz Babies.
0: Bye. 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 Say bye. Cool. That's it. Easy, right?
4: I know my (laughs) baby.
1: I was almost like easy, right? But then he got to it. He's going to jump and
0: shout. I know my baby's going to jump and shout. Train rolls up and I come walking
3: out. Oh.